0: Welcome to the Issues of Sports, I am your host, Evan Makovsky, and on today's episode, we're talking about the unfortunate, or others out there see it as fortunate, occurrence of Russian and Belarusian players being banned from this June's Wimbledon. At the time of taping of this podcast, Currently, the ATP is trying to fight this ban and strip Wimbledon of its rankings points. But as of the moment, players from Russia cannot participate in June's Wimbledon because of the fact that their country invaded Ukraine and Belarusian players cannot participate Either, and that means currently the ATP's number two player, who's Russian, Daniil Medvedev, cannot participate. So these players have not openly come out and said that they are for the war. The issue that I have, and that many people have, is that they're they're workers. They're people who show up to their jobs. They just happen to be talented professional tennis players, and they are being punished for an action by their government, by their leader, Vladimir Putin. That's right. So they're not being able to participate, and some of them... And we're going to have Sports Illustrated's and 60 Minutes' John Wertheim join the show in the next segment. He's coming right up. But some of them, they don't even live in Russia. So it's not even like that they are attached to this decision to, uh, to invade Ukraine. And some of them have even openly spoken out against the invasion so why are they getting penalized they shouldn't be it seems displaced and another issue that we'll get into as well is by keeping them out of Wimbledon are you really stopping Putin from continuing his invasion of Ukraine or stopping the war we're gonna take a break come right back with John Wertheim you're listening to the issues of sports I'm Evan Mikovsky. Welcome back to the issues of sports. I am your host, Evan Makovsky, and we're talking about Russian and Belarusian players being banned from 2022 Wimbledon. And it's my pleasure to have a expert on this topic. It's sixty minutes and cbs news correspondent and senior reporter for sports illustrated that's john wertheim john you are in holland right now in amsterdam what's going on with you presently
1: right uh, you'll have to for- forgive the amsterdam airport uh background noise uh working you're doing a 60 minutes piece but uh I'm- Walking through an airport, so forgive forgive the ambient noise. Good to be with you.
0: How are you? I'm doing just well. So this is an action interview with action going on during the interview. So we cherish it. So let's just go to Wimbledon. You wrote a right away, and I know you wrote another column yesterday for Sports Illustrated, but right away you wrote that this was a wrong decision by Wimbledon, the All England Club to ban these players. Let me let you take it away with your reason. Yeah, I mean,
1: I think we are all outraged by this war. We're all outraged and offended by Putin. And we think he's a a vile, mass murdering butcher. I mean, I don't think this is about supporting the war. I just think this is about the best consequence and the best way to show your opposition. And I'm all for banning Russian teams. I'm all for banning Russian delegations. Russia is not going to be at Eurovision. No Russian films at the Cannes Film Festival. Totally support that. I mean, that's how you isolate and humiliate a country. The issue is that in tennis, you don't play for Russia. It's not as though nationality is funding you. There's no National anthem. When you take the court, these are individual athletes, individual contractors. It's actually why tennis players can't form a union. A lot of these players, they they don't live in Russia, they don't vote in Russia. Some of them don't pay tax in Russia. It seems to me a really sort of uh, unfair, but also sort of dangerous in terms of precedent. It's it's a big move to suddenly start banning athletes from a particular country because their government, their state offends us. It's very easy to. Think of all sorts of other examples. If if we're going to start banning Russian tennis players, when we let the Chinese play with all the human rights abuses in China, um, it just seems like a really... I mean, I, I get it. I, we're all outraged. We all think uh, R- Russia is the aggressor, and morally this is absolutely indefensible. I just don't think this is a good way to respond on behalf of tennis.
0: There was... Um a person who wrote an op ed piece named Jane Kostin for the new york times and one of one of the points that she made in her op ed piece is that if banning these players would somehow make Vladimir Putin retreat or pull back or pull out of Ukraine or do something to stop or defuse the war, then great, but she sees no correlation here, there's rumors Putin doesn't even like tennis. So that she sees no correlation here. And it's exactly what you said, it's going after individuals. And it's almost racism. But the the point I'm asking you about is it's really not, it's not going to affect what is trying to be affected here, which is to stop the invasion of Ukraine. Yeah, and I think that's
1: an important point. Um, if, if you could point out evidence that this was going to work. This was going to humiliate Putin. This was going to have him rethink policy. This was going to bring shame to Russia. Um, I, I mean, I, I would I would reconsider. But as you say, and as this writer says, that there's no evidence that this is going to actually do anything in service of the goal. If anything, it's sort of fueling this Russian victimization and Putin will politicize it. He has already. Certainly uh, members of his cabinet have already. See, this just goes to show the West really is against us. We can't get a fair shake from these uh, from these other countries. He's going to end up weaponizing this and fueling this sense of persecution and victimhood in Russia. And the fact that there's just no evidence that this is going to have any sort of uh, effect, that the, the, the objective of this is in any way going to be met. I think it's another reason why this is a swing and a miss.
0: John Wertheim, CBS News, 60 Minutes, Sports Illustrated, great credentials. Um, you've been covering Wimbledon forever. How does how did this decision get made? Who made this decision? Is it reversible? And what kind of a precedent has now been set?
1: Uh, great questions, all. And p- part of what made this so surprising was Wimbledon tends to be. Pretty cautious, pretty tradition-bound. It, it's not a perfect analogy, but you often hear this is tennis's version of the Masters. It's, it's a private club. Mm-hmm. They do things their way. They leave a lot of money on the table if it in any way means that they're going to sort of risk reputation. So it, it was strange. I mean, this, this whole issue has been discussed within tennis. And basically until now, both tours but also every tournament has, has rejected it and said, you know, we, this is not how we want to do business. So it was surprising that Wimbledon did this. It's less of a surprise when you talk to people at the club, um, as as I did, and you realize the amount of pressure that Wimbledon is getting from the British government. Um, You know, the British government also deals with using sports as as props and as propaganda. And in this case, Boris Johnson's government wants to ban these Russian athletes. And I think Wimbledon did not want to oppose the government. We saw what happened, uh, you know, uh, even for casual fans, they will remember what happened when the Australian Open opposed the Australian government a few months ago with uh COVID protocol and Novak Djokovic and what Mm -hmm. a disaster that was so I I think that's part of this that Wimbledon did not want to go against the government but uh you know Wimbledon is a it's run out of the all England club it's a very small group of decision makers they're really not answerable to anyone else and I think this very small group of people essentially said look we're between a rock and a hard place here we're really gonna upset tennis. We're going to have to exclude these players. As you say, the precedent is problematic, but we don't want to be in opposition to our government. And I do think it's interesting instead of saying, I mean, they could have taken the easy way out and say, look, the government's making us do this. They didn't do that. They sort of framed this as this moral stand. And as a premier sporting event, we need to do everything we can to use our platform to oppose authoritarianism. Um, I, to me, that was interesting, the way they sort of owned it but i do think looming this whole discussion i think uh looming is the issue that the government has very strong feelings about this and the the big british tournament does not want to go against the big british government how does
0: how does the fallout here and I'm, i I know you can't predict the future but let's say this goes on this war for a couple of years so are, are russian players that uh, I mostly agree with you, and, and there's been one that's openly on TV opposed the war and opposed russia 's invasion, but are they now banned as long as this war goes on? Because I think yes, you know, as far as the u s and and russia goes, i don't think we'll be flying direct flights to Russia. it seems like for some time at least maybe at least until maybe Vladimir putin's out of power we're getting ahead of ourselves, but are, are Russian players now in perpetuity until things change well I mean
1: part, part of the issue is keep in mind a lot of these players are, are Russian their, their passports Russian they were born there but they, they don't live there they're not going in and out a lot of them are based in in Monte Carlo you know Victoria Azarenka who's who's Belarusian she's spent more than half her life in the US so that's sort of a, an added problematic uh Notion here. I mean, apart from the fact that, as you say, Andre Rublev, uh, a Russian player, has basically come out and completely repudiated. He he said, "Look, I'll donate my prize money to humanitarian causes." That that's how strongly I feel about this. Um, yeah. What do you do with a player like that? I I think you know. So so far, it's only been the UK and Wimbledon. Um, you know, the, I'm based in in Paris for for the next few months, and there's there's no indication the French Open is going to adopt. I can't imagine the u.s open would either unless again there was strong strong feelings from the u.s government um but it's an interesting question i mean you're right this this war shows no signs of abating and i just think what happens let alone this case and this war continuing i mean what happens when next time country x invades country y is that those players automatically going to be banned from tennis are we going to you know i mean people have brought this up and I think we could poke holes in it as a direct analogy, but the U S invaded a sovereign country in Iraq, Uh um, this, you know, this, this millennium, um, next time something like that were to happen, are we going to tell Serena Williams and, uh, you know, Coco Goff, sorry, you can't play Wimbledon. So I, I think that, um, it's, it's really a big move what, what Wimbledon did here. And I think whether it's, the Russian athletes going forward or the next time a country is involved. I'll give you another example. We have talking about the U.S. and China, but what happens when smaller country X does something egregious, but it doesn't capture the world the way the Russian invasion of Ukraine? Uh, I'm p- picking a country out of thin air, but, you know, when, when Tunisia does something really bad, but it doesn't captivate governments and dominate news coverage, and it isn't the superpower with all sorts of global world order ramifications, but it's equally morally horrible what do we do in that situation though the british government may not be uh you know uh making policy about tunisia but are we going to say that uh those actions are okay and that player should be okay just because it's a player from a smaller country it, it's really um a slippery slope we've we've embarked on and it's going to be really interesting to see how this plays out
0: last couple here i know you are uh On your way uh, to board a plane, we're pleased to be joined by John Wertheim from Sports Illustrated. And what about the players? Uh, Is there any... uh, I'm not saying that, although the the prize money in Wimbledon, like you said, it's the Masters, but that there aren't other money-making opportunities for these players that are banned, but... They're banned, and there there's it seems to be another side and another point of view that a lot of people, like both you and myself, hold. And I also I, I agree with you. I have a, a a Russian wife, and she brings in sometimes the U.S. invasion of Iraq. And uh, I know she's not defending uh, Vladimir Putin, but there there is kind of. A, a double standard do these players have any recourse of any kind whether it's monetarily uh, i i don't know what other kind i guess there is unless they were to be unless the decision were to be reversed with being kicked out of wimbledon is there some sort of legal action they can take
1: i i don't think so and i think um you know i mean in theory they could stage a competing event that week and try and claw back some of the prize money but i know i don't think so and i think also we should Bear in mind, it's not just that the Wimbledon prize money they're missing out on, but there are all sorts of bonuses tied to performances and ranking bonuses, and I mean, it's it's sort of one link in a chain. But this has all sorts of uh, all sorts of impact, and I I don't think um, sort of legally, I I don't know how the players would go about trying to to fight this. I mean, I don't even know if they would have the standing to have a lawsuit. Um, I don't know what the grounds would be. A private club can make its own decisions, but I also think that um, this is more than just missing out on Wimbledon prize money. This really, you know, there there are all sorts of other financial advantages you will have. I mean, Dmitry Medvedev, I mean, uh, Danil Medvedev, who uh, Dmitry Medvedev is is someone else entirely in this story. Um, Danil Medvedev, who recently was the number one player in the world. I mean, he won the U.S. Open in September you know, I mean, he he made a lot of prize money for beating Novak Djokovic and winning the U.S. Open, but he also got all sorts of bonuses for winning that tournament and becoming number one ranked. Um, if you're not even in the Wimbledon draw, it's going to be very hard to be the number one ranked player, for instance. So this this has a lot of uh, there's there's a lot more to this than just missing a few weeks of tennis.
0: So where does this story go, John? Uh, from here, where does does it just go? The Russians are banned this year, and we'll see what's up. Next year in 12 months with the war and probably if things aren't peaceful, then they're banned indefinitely. That's what it feels like to me. Like the, the, this story, based off your last answer, this story, it's I'm not going to die. It's going to be a, a theme throughout it, but it, nothing is going to be done to to reverse it. Uh, like the WTA isn't stepping up. There's no world board. I'm not saying that that it's possible, but it just sounds like Oh, well, it's an injustice. It's a double standard. It's racism, but, uh, you know, we're making a big deal out of it, but there's nothing really we can do. Yeah, I mean, in, in
1: theory, the players could sit this one out in solidarity with their colleagues. That seems extraordinarily unlikely. The Tours have both taken the position that they oppose this, but they don't really have. I mean, this is Wimbledon. You know, if, if the PGA said we don't like something the Masters did, um, I, don't, I don't think a lot of players are going to sit out the Masters. And I also think that. Some of this will be dependent on what the reaction of the Russian and the Belarusian players are. I mean, some of them have spoken openly. Um, you know, I, if a player were to say, I support Putin and this is my my leader, that's that's very different from what Andrei Rublev said. So I think some of this sort of in terms of next chapters and next steps, I mean, I do think one thing we should touch upon briefly anyway, is the fact that Putin absolutely uses sports as image as soft power these these athletes are um a a lot of times they're sort of being used as props this whole image of russian power and aggression and triumph that's sort of projected through sports is a big part of his mythology so there is something i mean i I think the all england club sort of tried to make this point this was really unique and unprecedented and i think part of the way they think it's unprecedented not only the worldwide condemnation that, that virtually nobody thinks this war is okay, but also the fact that sports are so central to Putin. I think that does I, you know I, I don't know if it makes this a, a permissible exception, but I do think it's something that there's touching on. Just that this is a, a world leader who views sports and uses sports um, and and makes athletes his in some ways his, his pawns, his props. I, I think that's something that differentiates this from other global conflicts. But but as far as going forward, um, I. I I think, as you say, like, uh, no no one's going to budge. I mean, Wimbledon, is they've doubled down. They're not going to reverse this. And it doesn't seem as though uh, that the players from other countries, that they may have strong feelings one way or the other, but they're not going to miss Wimbledon. And as long as this war rages and Russian atrocities continue and wartimes continue, um, if anything, it's only going to be more tournaments that look at Wimbledon and uh, think about doing something
0: similar. Do you think the term racism applies here to the all England club. Are they being racist?
1: I, I don't think so because they've been very transparent about where, I mean, this, they'll say, yes, this is discrimination. And here's why. Um, I, I would be cautious using the word racism. I, I would use the word discrimination. I think okay. they would probably cop to that. They would probably cop to discrimination. They would tell you it's justified.
0: The discrimination is justified that yeah they, so they they see this as an act against russia's government, and even though these players who are essentially workers, yes, many of them high dollar workers with some influence, but they're not really involved in the decision so it just seems like uh yeah it's discrimination, but it it seems like there's no end to it, and i i can't I can't think that if this war goes on for three years that Uh, that Russian and Belarusian players are just going to be, unless there's some sort of pressure put on Wimbledon that they're going to reverse that decision because why would they?
1: Well, these players, no, exactly. I mean, I do think these players probably, especially the ones that don't live in the country anymore have an option to renounce their citizenship. Um, there, there are a number of Russian players, Russian born players who play for other countries for, for a variety of reasons. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's really – in some ways, right, we've we banned – Russia probably won't be in the World Cup. There was a World Skating Championship in France last month. The Russian team was banned. But, again, I just would, would really encourage people to differentiate between that and individual contractors, right? Um, I mean, no, nobody is nobody's asking the NHL to ban all the Russian players
0: uh Do- um, dominic dominic Do- dominic yeah,
1: dominic dominic yeah.
0: yes he yeah. said he, he came out and said that which i don't think right. is right
1: right um and, and obviously that that hasn't happened I, I think tennis is a lot more analogous to to that hey listen i happen to be born in russia but i play for the buffalo sabers tennis is much closer to that than hey we should ban these russian figure skaters who take the court you know they take the rink with russian flags on their backs and they get their funding from russian federations and they have a russian coach and they play the russian national anthem um that ain't tennis a lot of these players again don't live in russia and haven't lived in russia for years and years and years it it seems to me just um i i get it i understand the motivation i understand the outrage we're all outraged i just don't think it's the right way to go about expressing and and you know, confronting that outrage.
0: And I think requesting to renounce your citizenship is an over ask. That's just me personally. I I just think that that's, you know, you can be from a country that's not doing things that stand up well in the world, but you're not part of it. But why do you have to renounce the entire country where you were born? Do you know what I'm saying? I just think it's a yeah, it's a bit, it's 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 a big ask. I mean, maybe it's one you're saying that they'll have to do financially, but I think that that's not right. No, I'm just saying
1: that that might be an option available. Um, I, I would not. I, I don't think any. Of the other thing that had been discussed, which I think is also rocket, are these kind of loyalty oaths, asking athletes to either repudiate or you know to support Ukraine or. Repudiate Russia. I, I think uh, we might like to hear it, but asking athletes to say
0: something like that, I think, is really out of um, line,
1: quite wrong-headed as well. Yeah, out of line.
0: I agree with you, John. Go catch your flight. It's appreciated. Uh, French Open and Wimbledon. You'll be there. Uh, the the Russian players will be at the French, and the Belarusian players not so much at Wimbledon. But I'm sure you'll let us know any any reaction that's going on. Uh, To the situation and, of course, covering the great tennis as well as covering the war and everything you do for CBS News. Thank you so much. You got it. Anytime. Okay, we're going to take a break. I'm Evan Makofsky, and you're listening to the Issues of Sports. Welcome back to the issues of sports. I'm Evan Makovsky, and it's been a great episode. I mean, there is, it's a lively discussion. There are. Folks that agree with Wimbledon banning these players, currently the ATP is fighting it, trying to strip Wimbledon of rankings points. And I support all of that because I don't think, whether it's Daniil Medvedev or any lesser player, they are not responsible, the Russian and Belarusian players, for Vladimir Putin's actions. They were not involved in the decision to invade Ukraine, and they should not carry the brunt of the responsibility and as we discussed earlier many of these players which john pointed out during his interview they don't even live in russia so to sit there and penalize them what are you accomplishing it's it's a show i guess against people who are from russia but the other issue is as i mentioned to john in the interview about the new york times columnist who wrote about, will this really stop the war? Will this slow the war? Will this make Vladimir Putin take pause? I don't think the answer to any of those questions is yes. The answer is no. The answer is it won't. Putin may care about sports, but look at all the sanctions and the companies that have cut off Russia. He hasn't stopped do you really think the All England Club is powerful enough to stop this war? Sure, it's a it's a sign of protest by the All England Club, but it is not. It is not going to stop Vladimir Putin. What it is going to do, and it has is it upset other players on the tour, including Novak Djokovic, who came out against this, that this is kind of discrimination. It's not fair. These players didn't do anything except it's where they're from. And it's just, it's not right. And I'd like to see it turned around, although I don't think it will be. I don't think it will be. We'll see here as the fight now is starting to heat up and there is pushback on Wimbledon. But again, will it? do anything Wimbledon banning these players as far as stopping the war and ultimately to me that answer is no so I want to thank John Wertheim of Sports Illustrated I'm Evan Mikovsky and thank you for listening to the issues of sports